church, let, let us do this now. Let us put uh, scripture in front of us this day, that being our spiritual anchor as we live life together uh, hand in hand with Jesus Christ. Matthew 21, 9. Let us offer uh, this scripture unto uh, the glory of God this morning. Please join me. Then the multitudes who went before and those who followed cried out, saying, please join me. Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Amen and amen. Let us go to the Lord in prayer, please. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, O oh God, what an extraordinary day it is. Lord, we have been blessed truly blessed, Lord, by some wonderful, wonderful music. Lord, that is a, a, a way, Lord, a very powerful way in which we can give you the glory. Lord, we have gotten a praise report just now. Lord, your miraculous act, it's working. Lord, it's moving. Lord, in that young life, Lord, of Stephen Bartage. Lord, there are many blessings, Lord, that have come our way that will happen today, that will happen today tomorrow, throughout Holy Week, into Easter Sunday and beyond, oh God. Lord, if there is one very important theme, Lord, that is throughout in your word, Lord, it's to trust, to trust and obey. Lord, to have faith, Lord, that you are in this, Lord, that you are in our lives, that you are in, Lord, our church. Sure, Lord, we're going to get knocked around. We're going to get frustrated. We're going to get beat down. Lord, there's going to have and be moments, Lord, where we are going to doubt. But ultimately, Lord, we must trust and believe, oh God, that you are in this thing called life, that you never leave us nor forsake us, Scripture says. Lord, we turn our hearts, our attention, Lord, to the Word of God that tells us about the Savior, Lord, going into that city called Jerusalem. It's a text, O oh God, that we need to have very close to our hearts in this day, Lord, so that we can be reminded that before Lord Jesus was resurrected, there was a very intense drama that happened in his life, Lord, for all Christians to be made aware of, to know, Lord, to have it memorized, for it tells us his redemptive act, Lord, of salvation and of forgiveness, Lord, when he goes to Jerusalem. Lord, those very scriptures, Lord, that story in itself, Lord, is the story of our salvation. Lord, it's not to be ignored, it's not to be forgotten, but it must be at the forefront of who we are as believers. But, but before there was a resurrection, there was Jerusalem. Before there was an empty tomb, there was the cross. So Lord, we place, Lord, we focus, Lord, our hearts on Jesus, Lord, and on his final days. Lord, for now, Lord, we will lift his name on high. We will say, Hosanna, and glory to God on the highest. 
Lord, let us remember what Christ did for us this day and forever. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Who gave us the Lord's Prayer? Church, if you would, please join me now in this model prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen and amen. So church, I am turning now to the first gospel, that being the gospel of Matthew, the 21st chapter, verses 1 through 11. So I'm going to ask out of respect for the good news of Jesus Christ, if you would, if you are able, please stand this morning and let us now receive the good news of Jesus Christ. <clears throat> Now when they drew near Jerusalem and came to Bethage, the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village opposite you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Loosen them up and bring them to me. And if anyone says anything to you, you shall say, The Lord has need of them, and immediately he will send them. All of this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, saying, Tell the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you, lowly and sitting on a donkey, a colt, the fowl of a donkey. So the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them. They brought the donkey and the colt, laid their clothes on them, and set him on them. And a very great multitude spread their clothes on the road. Others cut down branches from the trees and spread them on the road. Then the multitudes who went before and those who followed cried out, saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he had come into Jerusalem, all of the city was moved, saying, Who is this? So the multitude says, said, This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth of Galilee. Church, this is the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God. Amen and amen, and you may be seated. So church, as we enter into uh, this holy day, there's uh, several things that I wanted to uh, mention about this text that I think is absolutely critical uh, to our understanding of what we have uh, before us. Uh, of course, this is one of the gospel accounts that uh, we have, and, and certainly an important one, uh, that, that really makes uh, the entry of Jesus into Jerusalem uh, that, uh, that, that 
well, absolutely critical. So uh, w- one thing that I noticed about, uh, about this text that I wanted to highlight here is how beautifully the gospel writer Matthew organized this text. It, it, it's almost uh, like it's in sections this morning, and I wanted to, to go through it and unpack it this morning so that we have a, have a good understanding of it. So, so let's, let's move right into that uh, now, uh, beginning with verse 1 and going through verse 3. What what I wanted to to mention is this is Jesus giving uh, his followers specific instructions, okay? Specific instructions that will move them into uh, that act of getting ready for his entry into Jerusalem. So with Jesus' instructions, this is what he says, verses 1 through 3. Now when they drew near Jerusalem and came to Bethage at the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples saying to them, there's his command here, go into the village opposite you and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Loosen them up and bring them to me. And if anyone says anything to you, you shall say, the Lord has need of them, and immediately he will send them. So Jesus is getting ready, you see. And he needs his inner followers there to do certain things, certain instructions they must follow and abide by to get ready, to get Jesus ready for his entry. Now, let me continue with verses 4 through 5, but let me just say this. As I was reading this, what spoke to me, what literally came off that page and spoke to my heart was simply this, that as Jesus is coming into Jerusalem, think about it, this is the ultimate supreme act of humility. Okay? Remember that word, humility. Now, let's hear it from the voice of God. Verse 4 and 5. All of this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, saying, verse 5, tell the daughter of Zion, behold, your king is coming to you. Here it is lowly and sitting on a donkey, a colt, the fowl of a donkey. So there you go. There you go. You have what has been prophesied before coming now into reality, being made real, the ultimate supreme act. Of humility. It would be very different if this was a king in worldly terms or soldiers coming into this city, but this is, in fact, the king of the universe, and Jesus does it a different way. It's almost going against the grain of what normally would have been done for a worldly king. Now, Jesus, as he has been given his apostles, the divine instruction, as it has been prophesied that the king will have this very humble 
entry into Jerusalem. Let's see what the what what Scripture tells us. What uh, the Word of God says about this entry. Let me now go to verse 6, and I'll read through verse 8. Watch this. So the disciples then went and did as Jesus commanded them. Now watch these specific details here, verse 7. They brought the donkey and the colt, laid their clothes on them, and set him on them. And a very great multitude spread their clothes on the road. Others cut down branches from the trees and spread them on the road. Okay, we've got in the prophets before Jesus this time that is now happening. Now, why? Why in those details did the people do what they did in terms of laying their cloaks down, having the palm branches being waved, the garments placed in such uh, a, a fashion as they were. Keep in mind, okay, that this was very much a Roman tradition. This was very much a Roman custom of getting palm branches and waving them, uh, of, of, uh, of receiving a king or soldiers back from war, back into the city, very much a custom of Rome. That's why it was done in this particular fashion, in this particular order. I wanted to mention that to now say this. Let me go to verse 9. Now pay close attention to what the gospel writer is saying here. Then the multitudes who went before and those who followed cried out, verse 9b, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Wow. So here we are. Here we have in this very text a proclamation of the king who is coming into Jerusalem. And you can tell by these verses that this is no ordinary king. This is no casual king. This is no ordinary worldly king. The gospel writer, in fact, says he is the son of David. So there is a long lineage to the king before him, King David. Blessed, blessed is another word for happy. Blessed or happy is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. That is what is being proclaimed. That is what is being offered to both neighbor and to the king of the gospel known as Jesus Christ. So here's what I want you to do just for a moment. Church, I want you to place yourself in the crowd that is gathered together, ready to receive the king of the universe. That is Jesus Christ. He comes in not on a white stallion like a normal soldier king would, but on a donkey. Cloaks have been placed on the ground. Palms are being waved. Here's the thing. If you and I were living in that day, 
And in that time, in Jerusalem, around Jerusalem, in the surrounding villages around Jerusalem, guess what? You and I, we would be there because this would be a huge spectacle. This is a welcome that is fit for a king. So visually, I want you to go there. Visually, I want you to place yourself amongst this crowd. And here Jesus comes, and he is coming toward you, and he is getting closer to you. What I want us to do is remember the importance not only of this day, okay, of receiving Jesus into the city, but also what is coming in this week that we call Holy Week. Because the next time we gather together will be Monday, Thursday. And the next time after that, in terms of worship, will be Easter Sunday. But there's some hard work that you and I must do as believers in Jesus Christ, some things that you and I really need to tackle, some truths, okay, that we need to embrace before we get to Easter. And here's just some reflection questions that I want us to be thinking about as we are in that crowd in Jerusalem. Question number one, where am I as Jesus passes in to the gates of Jerusalem on a donkey? Let me say that again. Where am I? Where are you? Where are we? as Jesus passes by on the donkey, because this is a moment never to forget. Secondly, am I one of the crowd shouting out his name? Let me say that again. Am I one of those who is shouting out the name of Jesus? Number three, in any way, am I like Judas Iscariot, one of his trusted apostles, the apostle who betrayed him? Am I like Judas in any way? Number four, when have I betrayed Jesus When have I betrayed others or Jesus Christ himself? Number five, when, like Peter, have I denied knowing Jesus? When, like Peter, have I denied knowing Jesus? Am I like Pilate when I judge and condemn others? Am I like Pilate in any way when I judge and condemn others? Now, this is important. The word Hosanna that we see in this gospel text. The word Hosanna, which is a declaration of great joy, of great jubilation, okay? 
that word Hosanna turns to hate very quickly in our gospel text. Listen to this in verse 9. Verse 9, it says, Then the multitudes who went before and those who followed cried out, saying, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna. That turns into, very quickly in our text, crucify him. Crucify him. Hosanna, a word for jubilation, turns hateful very quickly to crucify him. Now, here's why all of this is important, church, okay? Here's why we need to do this tough work now, okay? Because you've got to have, church, a Palm Sunday, you've got to have a Holy Week's passion before you can have an Easter. Am I making sense to you? You've got to have a Holy Week of Christ's passion before you can have an Easter Sunday. We've got too many Christians in our world, church, that want the easy way out. They want Christmas, and they want Easter, okay? They want Christmas, the birth, and they want Easter, the resurrection, but that is the easy way out. At best, that is just spiritually half-baked, you see? You can't have the empty tomb without the cross, at Calvary. Let me say that again. You cannot have the empty tomb where the stone was rolled away without having the cross at Calvary, the Roman instrument of death, and yet it is the symbol of the love that God has for us in Jesus Christ. You cannot have the veil, okay, You cannot have that curtain or veil that was torn in two without the death of Jesus Christ. You can't have it one way or the other. You've got to have the veil torn in two because of the death of the king. Church, here's the truth that we all need to know. Anything less then those biblical realities is unbiblical. Did you hear that? Anything else that is less than those truths is absolutely unbiblical. Let me go now to verse 10 and 11. Watch this. And when he had come into Jerusalem, that is Jesus, all of the city was moved Scripture says, saying, who is this? Wow, everybody is gathered. Everybody is excited. Everybody is offering Hosanna. Verse 11, so the multitude said, this is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth of Galilee. As Jesus enters into Jerusalem, 
on this Palm Sunday once again as he enters into the hearts of believers this day as we lift up Hosanna. Watch this. Ask yourself, church, where am I in the crowd? Where am I in that crowd in Jerusalem? Do you want to know why that counts, why that's important? Because it matters. It matters for you and I because Jesus Christ went to the cross for every one of us. Glory be to his name. Let me pray for us, please. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, oh God, this is such an important day. Palm Sunday. It doesn't end there, Lord. The palms, Lord, will be waved, and then the palms will be put up. And then the tough work begins as we journey with Jesus through that moving, that powerful drama of Jesus being put on trial, Jesus being betrayed, Jesus being beaten, Jesus going to the cross. But all of that must happen so that Jesus can be raised from the dead. And no longer will there be a sting of death and sin upon us because that sin debt will be paid in full. But before we get there, we must journey with Jesus through these very difficult truths that are biblical, that are important for our lives, because Jesus gave it all for every one of us. Glory be to his name. Amen.